Spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Lord, be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the pastoral mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever. John to the seven churches that 
every week. And the doors of the houses where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt or believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to them, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which were not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord.
that we could do it perfectly. Modulating those kinds of ideas to more balanced approaches to living has been part of my spiritual path ever since. But back in my Back in those days, my early 20-something self walked around with my shoulders off and clenched up almost to my ears with the stress of trying to keep the world going in the way I knew it should. How fortunate I was in that chapter of life that a special mentor arrived on the scene. She was easygoing. She laughed a lot. And once she recognized how uptight I was, which I'm sure didn't take her very long, she decided to teach me the simple discipline of breathing deeply. Time and again, she reminded me, breathe deeply. Stay in the present moment. Accept life as it is and start from there. So, I began practicing that simple, centered breathing, that being in the moment, and it has gotten me through time and again ever since. I think that's why I love the College for Purity, which we pray almost every Sunday at the outset of the Eucharistic Liturgy. Today we did not pray because the baptismal liturgy begins in a different way. But I love the call for purity because it connects me back to the healing wisdom of my mentor all those years ago. And it connects me to the healing power of God working in my life. So here it is. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your glorious name through Christ our Lord. Amen. I love that one particular line. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration, literally the breathing in, of your Holy Spirit. When I do that, when I breathe deeply of the Holy Spirit, then I can exhale all that left my own devices unmistakably, time again, put in the place of that inspiration. Things like my own strivings, my desire to be in control of life. My desire to get it all right. Every time I pray this prayer, I am regrounded and ready to live as part of Christ, embedded in his body, alongside of you, in this moment, in his mystical body, made up of you and me. Our Gospel passage from John this morning tells us that the risen Christ comes to his followers declaring peace to them. Not once, but three times in that Gospel that we read. He shows them the wounds of his crucifixion and his resurrected flesh. Then he breathes the Holy
onto it. Isn't that a wonderful image? I wonder what his resurrected breath felt like. I'm thinking a warm spring breeze. I wonder what it smelled like. Maybe a bit what we smell in here, Easter lilies. Suddenly, those who were terrified, those who were cowering behind a locked door, awaken to the present moment, to resurrected life in their midst. They inhale the Holy Spirit and exhale the fear that had gripped them for three days. The Gospel goes on to say that Thomas was not with them when they received this baptism of breath and spirit. And as with any deeply life-changing experience, you kind of have to be there. So as Thomas did the honest thing when the others told him about it, he said that he needed to experience it for himself. He said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of those nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Many have called him Daddy Thomas. I see more honest clarity than doubt in Thomas. But it turns out Thomas does not get what he thinks he needs to be drawn into the reality of Christ risen from the dead. He thinks he needs proof, but instead he needs connection. When Christ appears to him a week later, Thomas does not take a magnifying glass and inspect the wounds of crucifixion. We're not told that he touches Jesus at all. Instead, he hears Christ's voice, breathes in his presence, and his faith response is instant. My Lord and my God. In our own brokenness, in our own fear, in our own woundedness, may we find that connection to Christ risen and present with us, just as Thomas and the others did. May we breathe deeply of the Holy Spirit and let it draw us more fully to the life of resurrection. In just a few moments, we will baptize several little ones who are young enough still to have the dew of heaven on their brows. They have not yet learned to separate themselves out from the experience of the holy of the here and now. Let us breathe deeply with them this morning as we call the Holy Spirit to hover over us, to graft them into the body of Christ. That mystical body, astoundingly made up of the likes of you and me. In the name of the risen Christ, hallelujah. Amen.
Keep the book. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blake, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism, and marked as Christ's own forever.
I told these lovely families yesterday that I was particularly excited because since I've been here, it's been about 18 months, I've baptized one person, and she was a lovely young woman of 14 who, you know, said the, said the promises for herself. So these guys are my first, first little, little people. What a joyful and wet and wonderful experience for all of us. So I'm glad all of you who are here were here to witness and welcome the Jewish Christians in our midst. Uh, there's a lot of announcements in the, in the leaflet inside your bulletin. I'm not going to go through them all because we trust that when we curate all that information and try to carefully get it in, that we'll take it home and, and read and inwardly digest. That said, I know that Sally has an announcement about something really important coming up. Good morning, I'm Sally Myers, and I'm here to ask you to please join us in the Build a Bed event that will be held on Saturday, May 18th, and we have a meet time from 11 until 2, there will be lunch as well. It's a lot of fun, it's intergenerational, and there are three things that we can do. One is build, which is really to assemble the beds. This is in conjunction with the Mass Coalition for Homeless. The other is to give to help finance the beds. The beds are $250 a piece, and people can either give a bed, or you can give a portion of that. You don't have to feel that you have to give the entire amount. Uh, and the third thing is to feed. We're going to have lunch, and if there are people who enjoy um, even just assembling sandwiches, you don't have to Build, give, feed. Those are our three places. And I'll be in the church hall with the crib cradle thing that's in that chunk. I'd be glad to talk to you. Thanks. Thank you. I have a two part announcement. I'll make it quick. Uh, last night we retreated to a wonderful choral hymn song service by the choir from Trinity Church in Princeton, New Jersey which many of you know is where Nancy came from. So she got to see a lot of old friends. And uh, many of our parishioners housed the choir overnight and they went off to St. Pat Harbor because of like, uh, the university and not the town. Um, but the second part of my announcement is we have another choral and song service next Sunday, a week from today. Our own choir will be singing choral and song and will be preceded by a prelude by uh, Ethel Farney, flautist and guitar accompaniment and organ and piano So, do come next week, and the least easy way to remember it is it's the fifth month, the fifth day at 5 o'clock. Thank you. Yes, and thanks to all of you who were here and all of you who hosted and, and fed um, our, our friends from Princeton. It really it was a lovely experience. I said to some people, you know, people who love church music, and people who sing in choirs, that's kind of not everybody out there, right? It's a little bit of a self-selected group. But when you get folks together who enjoy and appreciate and love to sing in church, sort of no explanation is needed. So you, they were my friends, but now they're all of our friends. And hopefully maybe we'll even make a trip down there and go sing with them. So thank you to all who made that possible. I uh, also want to thank this morning my friend and colleague, the Reverend Canon Martha Hubbard, who's been here visiting with us and brought us that absolutely beautiful word. I will never say that colic for purity in the same way again, so thank you for giving that to us. Um, anyway, just lovely, lovely to have you here. Thank you. 
If you're visiting with us, we're especially glad you're here. Trinity folks, please do extend a warm hand of welcome to all those seated around you, whether they're new or not. That's how we get to know one another in this beloved community. And always remember, too, that at this table, at God's table, there are no outcasts, no strangers, and no unwanted guests. All are welcome to come and feast at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ. So please do come and be fed. Let us walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.